0: unzip that monogrammed faux leather Bible-carrying case and cover, pull up a chair, and let's dig in. All right, Jake, here we are for the fifth Sunday in Lent, going to record here an appropriately serious Lenten episode. You and I have made a blood covenant to not smile, laugh, or joke during this recording. Isn't that true? Oh, you're doing it! Mm. my kids by the way are into this whole thing there's all this you, there's a big youtube genre of like try not to laugh they yeah you, like it shows vi- videos of people watching funny videos i would do horribly at this
1: my kids are totally into that same uh same uh, video and it's rotting their brains but anyway i gotta i gotta <laughs> tell all our
0: listeners out there who do not have children in middle school or high school mm-hmm really middle school, you have to know that NBC, CBS, ABC, MTV, ESPN, all of it, dust. Dust. The future is YouTube and other things we haven't even heard of yet. And Uh, Democratized media produced by the people, for the people, with no corporate middleman. (laughs) These are watched by bajillions of people that are all younger than you. So get on the YouTube and do some research.
1: And it is not just, um, and it's not just like attractive people. It's like really, really bad actors or not like, act, like bad kids, not bad kids, but like, you know, bad hosts, like no acting skills. Uh, and, bad production uh, and they're, value. Yeah, bad. And they're just like sitting in a hot tub for four days. Um, and you know what I mean? And in, in a hot tub competition. And uh, my kids love that. Or who does the biggest belly flop or who can make a, a basket from, Who can spend the night in a Walmart? Yeah, not you get just caught. yeah, you're just like really. That's what you're watching. They're like, it's great, and I'm like, okay, well. <laughs> so <laughs> you sure you don't want to watch Hamlet with me, kids? No, Dad. <laughs> the dumbing of America. So um, right. the other the other thing that a lot of kids watch, which I don't understand, is just hours of other people playing video games. I don't know. Oh, yeah, I mean, it's business. just like, you know, for watching other people play Fortnite. And I was like, are you yep. watching this for strategy? And, uh, yep. and they were like, no, it's just, he's really funny. Just cool. And I was like, Oh, okay. Okay. So, yeah,
0: so uh, also addressing you and me, old people to other fellow old people. There's a, a thing called <laughs> Twitch, which is like a video game filming network where you can watch other people yeah. play video games. It's and in- Microsoft bought it again for like two bajillion dollars. And, uh, so, if Bill Gates thinks something's valuable. You know, you know something's yeah. going on. Yeah,
1: and so, and this is why I think the the fifth Sunday of Lent's Collect is so uh, appropriate because we need hey, to draw we need to draw the children and kids back to a real TV, uh, Mad Men, Breaking Bad, all of these things. But <laughs> me on my own cannot do it. Rather, the Lord Himself needs to um, to get in there and uh, order the unruly wills and affections of our middle school children. Yeah,
0: so Jake is referring to the best collect of the prayer book, and it is for the fifth Sunday in Lent. Uh, Now, it didn't used to be. It used to be a collect in Easter, if I remember correctly. But it says this, and I will sort of... uh, Read it. Sing it. it A little bit. Chant it. I'm not going (laughs) to chant it. (laughs) Almighty God, thou alone canst order the unruly wills and affections of sinful men. Grant unto thy people grace to love what thou commandest and desirest what thou promise that among the swift and varied changes of the world our hearts may surely there be fixed where true joys are to be found Mm. so there's so much theological goodness packed in there first it acknowledges the fact that god is the only one that can order us not ourselves uh any sort of um, brain hacking, life hacking, all of that, none of it will ultimately work. Uh, And it also acknowledges the human condition. We have unruly wills Mm, and affections, meaning the will is the decision to do the thing. The affection is the part of you that already just wants to do the thing, whether you want it, whether you think it's a good idea or not. And unruly means cannot be ruled. Like we resent and resist anything that will try to control or bind us this is why we always drive five miles over the speed limit this is why people with 17 items will get into the 15 items or less checkout lane Mm -hmm. this is why people try to pay with credit card in the cash lane this is this is why your spouse tells you to do something and you don't do it we have unruly wills and affections and so the the prayer is not that god would that, that we, it's not like a promise to do better, it's God grant unto us that we would actually, it's it's for the heart that we would love what you command, that's right. and desire what you promise, because that's our problem, that we don't love what
1: God mm-hmm. commands. And so our readings today are uh, really, um, they revolve around this and, uh, and actually what God does when he... Uh, finally gets a hold of our unruly wills and affections. He raises us to new life, to something different. And so our readings today are Ezekiel 37, verses 1 through 14, uh, Romans 8, 6 through 11, and just in case you thought you could put the lozenges away, John chapter 11, verses 1 through 45. Another... (laughs)
0: Really long reading <laughs> that will require an intermission to go get some more junior <laughs> mints, a stretch break, a pee break, and then you can come back and finish the reading.
1: So, but uh, the Sunday starts off with Ezekiel chapter 37, verses 1 through 14, and there Ezekiel sees the ruins of uh public uh, uh, and cable television lying right there. Oh, he sees them all out there, and they are just dead bones, dead bones.
0: Yeah. So the idea here, uh, this is Ezekiel seeing a vision from God of uh, a valley where a battle has taken place, and the bodies were left there for so long. There's there are no uh, there's no flesh left. It's just mm. skeletons, just bones lying scattered in the in the valley. And the the you know it's one thing to resurrect a dead person. Uh, we see it. Uh, even in the Old Testament, uh, and we see it, of course, several times in the New Testament. The idea is to have something here that is that cannot be any debtor. Um, this is not there, there can there can be no doubt. That, like you know, if someone was dead, you and they were raised to life. You, oh, you might say they were in a coma. These are skeletons, and God puts them all together. And uh, and and brings life. So this yeah. is, it, you know, the the passage is explained in verse eleven. Mortal, these bones are the whole house of Israel. So this is a statement to them, but it also is clearly very much looking ahead to Jesus Christ and what He will do. Mm. St. Paul talks about you being dead in your sins, and He raised you to, to why you were dead in your sins, Christ. Mm. Uh, died for you. Uh, He raised you to new life, that whole stuff.
1: Yeah, I I love, um, you know, that is, if you're going to really preach on this passage, the way to hit on that question, mortal, can these bones live? And I answered, oh, Lord God, you know. And the answer is, um, well, if it's up to you, the answer is a resounding no. You know, and uh, this really, you can begin to flush out what the gospel is about, how the gospel isn't, um, and how even Lent isn't about making you better. Um, uh, but rather the gospel, and uh, what the season of Lent is driving you to is the newness of life found in the resurrection of Jesus, uh, the God who raises the dead. Hey, Jake, I
0: got a question for you. Uh huh. Did the bones arrange themselves correctly?
1: Well, I would have. Well, not. No, they didn't. But God sure did. Well, don't get ahead <laughs> of. So I have another question. Oh God. Did Why do did I did the
0: bones? <laughs>
1: Attach the sinews to themselves? Yeah. No. I mean, God did. (laughs) I don't know what you're getting at, man. I'm freaking out.
0: (laughs) Jake doesn't do well under pressure. I feel like I'm like like on a Bible quiz,
1: some sort of Bible quiz, you know, and you're being like, and it's it's you and two, like one Baptist and a non-denom guy, (laughs) and I'm the Episcopalian sweating like a bullet. Please, God, let me just know the the answer to this Bible.
0: (laughs) What is the average flight speed? Of an of a swallow, <laughs> 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 laden or unladen. Uh, oh,
1: jeez, what were you getting no, at, though? Seriously. So my
0: no, Mike. What I'm getting at is there's so much. So the bones do not correctly arrange themselves. The bones do not choose to put the sinews on themselves yes. the bones do not pick up the muscle to attach it to the sinews and the bones certainly do not breathe life into themselves and the whole point of this passage is the one-way action of god the monergistic action of god in so much preaching is sort of like preachers standing up there to congregations hey bones put yourselves together yeah. um did i uh, did i just reveal
1: know. myself as a synergist <laughs>
0: <laughs> you heard it here folks breaking news Jacob Smith thought that the bones put themselves back together.
1: Quack quack. Choose today. Um, so anyway, but um, <laughs> <I'm-> <laughs> <laughs> uh, you all have a choice. God is to the That's left. Right. The devil's to the right. So
0: anyway, but all no. the all the members of Calvary Saint George's Episcopal <laughs> Church in New York, you better go find a Presbyterian church real quick. Get some good reform preaching because you're not getting it from Jacob
1: Smith. <laughs> So uh, anyway, Carrie. Anyway, we, we just that yes. So my yeah, my you whole can edit is that like one message, out too, CJ. Yeah, that's so. right. The story is
0: structured to remind. I mean, it just it takes something that is so dead and so powerless it could never put itself back together. God is the one that does this thing, and and there's clearly a reference to creation where God breathes uh, life into the when he creates human beings, he breathes into him, uh, and that's what happens here. Uh, breath comes into the body, so God has made these bodies. They now are put back together, but they don't have life. And the breath comes in, then they stand on their feet. A vast multitude, and um, of course, there's definite uh, connections here with the Holy Spirit, uh, the 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 breath of God, the Holy Spirit, which comes at Pentecost. Jesus himself breathes on his disciples and, and gives them the Holy Spirit mm. and was very much bringing up this, this passage to their minds when he does that. So And, and us, thrusting the, everybody you,
1: to Easter, you know? I mean, the word, yes, bringing it, people to life out of the grave and, uh, and all of this. And God, as you said, God is the one who speaks. And when he speaks, he makes life. Um, his, his word is his action. Um, but
0: uh, listeners and preachers, unlike Jake, do not use the word thrusting in your sermons uh, or really ever. But moving on.
1: <laughs> Why do I feel like this whole episode? I'm just the bond the one big old joke. <laughs>
0: This wasn't in our notes. It's just yeah. it's just happening before so, our eyes. I will never quiz you again on the podcast. I've realized it's a point of vulnerability. Single tear, yeah. Single <laughs> tear. All right. So, but if you if you preach this passage, though, seriously, it's about death to life. God mm-hmm. does the work. It's pointing to the resurrection. Uh, and um, and this is this this means that if you also. You can, as a preacher, but also everybody in your pews, there's probably some dead person, dead dream, mm. dead situation in their life that they are trying to get, they themselves are trying to get it to come back together. And what this points us mm-hmm. to is the is the God who does this, the work. The, the, the people wish Christianity was something like me and God working together could fix my life. But what Christianity is really is coming to the end of your rope and trusting God and um, and, and God bringing life from death. And people say, well, yeah, but what do I need to do? I believe that. What, well, there you go, do nothing, and,
1: and trust God. That's, that's a powerful, that is a very powerful point, is that the idea that God is the one who brings to life. Um, he's not the one, he's the one who brings the dead to life. And it always comes something different. He's not the God who makes all your dreams come true because this life manifested itself in, uh, in Jesus. You know that the, the actual dead. Co- this is how it points to Jesus: is the dead coming, and so out of the stump of Jesse um, shall come a shoot, and now mm-hmm. um, this this new this this new nation is is made up of every uh, tongue, tribe, and and people, and so it looks something completely different. It's not necessarily maybe Ezekiel's even dream coming true, but uh, it is it is the new thing that God is doing. And it ends with a quote from The Mandalorian, the character played by Nick Nolte.
0: I have spoken and will That's act. That's right. That's good. All right, moving on to Romans chapter eight and a future with no more Bible quizzes for Jacob Smith. Uh, we now hear that the mind, uh, from St. Paul, the mind to set the mind on the flesh is death, but to set the mind on the spirit is life and peace. Now, Jake, a lot of people that I've known have made this into sort of a formula. God is making a deal with us here. So if I think about uh, the stuff my flesh wants, I'll mm. die. So I got to think really hard and furrow my brow and That's grit right. my teeth and just think about the spirit. I'm setting my mind on the spirit. I'm setting my mind on the spirit. I'm yeah. just sitting there in my room. God, 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 God. I'm just thinking about God. Uh, um, and they'll have life and peace. <laughs> yeah. But you've just come now into more anxiety. Yeah. By doing that, so how so how how do you understand
1: this passage, Jake? Well, um, the the it's it's clearly descriptive. Um, so the way people preach it is is prescriptive. So, you know, everybody like you just said, don't have your mind on the flesh, you know, have your mind on the spirit and that's life and peace. And so, you know, and that just creates anxiety for a lot of peace, people. Um, but the truth is, is that this is descriptive. The mind of the flesh is set on things that are hostile to God. It doesn't submit to God's law, indeed it cannot. And those who are in the flesh cannot please God. That is 100% true. But here, Paul delivers the gospel promise and the truth of what's happened to you when you were baptized and being brought into Christ. You are not in the flesh; you are in the Spirit, and that's what you need to hammer home to your people. You are in the Spirit, and since the Spirit of God dwells in you, um, you know that is that's good news. And so, um, there you go. Yep, and
0: uh, that I mean that that. That is it. Uh, the spirit who raised Jesus from the D- dead. Did and I raised pass those that, quiz, life. <laughs> you did, 100%. 100%. Christ is the one who gives life to your mortal bodies, not you. Uh, and this, yeah. I mean, that's it. It's, it's the theological description of what just you saw in Ezekiel. Yeah. And so uh, that- now we...
1: Yeah, yeah go ahead. And because if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, then uh, that is a promise that uh, he who raised Christ from the dead will give life to your mortal bodies also through his spirit that dwells in you. And that's oftentimes preached as a present thing, and it is a present reality, but you don't see it. It's heard because that's God speaking to you, and then that creates faith in your heart to believe that when you die, you also will be raised in a resurrection like his. Exactly. All right,
0: so we're getting all these passages about resurrection, and we're hitting now John chapter 11, which is a classic resurrection passage. Uh, again, we're priming the pump for Easter because next Sunday is Palm Sunday. We'll say some more about that in our next episode. Uh, and <clears throat> But here we're getting people ready kind of for, what, for what's coming. And you have here a guy who's dead. And just like in the Ezekiel passage, which made us really have to... Swallow completely the fact that these bones are totally, totally dead and only God could do it. Again, same thing here where the story is told in such a way so that Lazarus is really super dead uh, when Jesus arrives. He's been in the tomb for three days um, and, uh, you know, Jesus kind of takes his time to get there. Uh, and, um, and the, you know, again, there's not really not much faith. Martha's like, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Um, and so this is completely about what God has done what jesus is doing here
1: um, to to bring new life and you see profoundly also in this passage the humanity of jesus um, mm-hmm. you know jesus isn't some just sort of divine automatron like i am here to heal people you know that's not what it's about it's he is he's there's you see his humanity and when he weeps and uh and uh you know there's some very key words there like weeping and uh, those aren't just like like kind of crying um you know like oh I'm so sorry Lazarus is gone this is like this is like messy crying yeah these are horse snorts um that's the greek translation horse snorts um an angry horse because he sees what his creation has been subjected to and so there's great compassion he's disturbed and so when he shows up and um he has them roll the tomb back and they're like what are you talking about and he's like I am the, res- just like I, we talked about last week, I'm the Sabbath, I'm now the resurrection and the life. And uh, and uh, he says Lazarus, he says Lazarus' name specifically because, um, let me tell you, if you didn't say that, everybody would have got out of that tomb. Yeah, because
0: tombs back then were not, they they were, you didn't dig into the ground in Israel cuz it's all just rock there's barely any topsoil and so you would have these above ground tombs either built out of uh limestone or sometimes mm-hmm. cut in like in this like a cave uh you know cut into a into a side of a hill or something and the stone is lying there and so you it was like a family mausoleum mm-hmm. basically so you had little areas where you'd put the bodies and then once the bodies dried out, you would then put the bones in a little container or a box called an ossuary, yep. which is a fancy name for bone box. Uh, so Lazarus would have been in there for three days. He would have been decomposing rapidly. It would have been the gross and smelly phase. And uh, But yeah, because it's a family <laughs> The tomb, mushy
1: phase, as we call the, it. <laughs> uh,
0: yes. This, if you've seen Thriller, it's sort of like when they come out of the graves. Um, and uh, so the deal here is uh it's a family mausoleum so yeah there's more than one person in there and so that's why he has to say specifically lazarus and uh that powerful speaking of the name so so incredible Mm. and uh yeah uh, sorry i misspoke it's been dead four days and uh the man comes out with his hands bound and the and uh this incredible verse Jesus said to them, unbind him and let him go. Amen.
1: And that really is your um, now vocation as you preach the word of God to your congregation. It's not about like, what, what the meaning of that is, is that the word of God does it. That's what we've heard in Romans. That's what you just heard in Ezekiel. It's God's word through the spirit that, uh, like, that is working through you now to unbind people and to let them go from, from the disappointment, the deaths of life, the things in life that don't appear like they're ever going to raise again. And that's what you really want to end on as you drive people now into Holy Week at the end of the season of Lent. Amen.
0: So, unbind the people, let them go and remind them that God is the one who does this and, saving and resurrecting
1: work. And can we just can I just say as we go the the another profound miracle is there in the very last line. Many of mm-hmm. the Jews therefore who had come with Mary and had seen what Jesus did Believed in him and uh let me tell you when jesus speaks things happen and when jesus speaks through you things happen and you will see a miracle over time and that is people begin to believe in jesus and so let's take them to um easter with that good news amen well jake uh preach uh a good sermon i guess yep you as well and uh and thank you no more quizzes
0: <laughs> no none ever you're loved you get a hundred a pluses forever until the lord returns
1: i felt like a junior high you were talking about ju- you know wounds too i felt like a junior high scar when i'd be oh. like daydreaming and all of a sudden i get called on but anyway there it is uh, we'll we'll stop there um and i'll talk to you privately Jake, i love you forever Love you too bye-bye all right bye
0: somebody <laughs>